From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there and good to be with you again. I'm Graham VK4BB. We've got the old team back again to bring you WIA National News for week commencing March 21, 2010. WIA Centenary and registrations are steadily flowing in for this memorable occasion that runs Friday the 28th to Sunday the 30th of May. Just confirmed for the Friday night is that there will be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to explore the technical side of the National Capital's well-known landmark, Black Mountain Telstra Communications Tower. Exclusive for WIA Centenary Convention registrants, there will be a series of guided tours in areas never seen before by the general public. Learn about the history of this 30-year-old communications and broadcast facility, as well as your opportunity to see Canberra by night from the tower's observation deck. Limited bookings are available for the Black Mountain Telstra Communications Tower Tour. It is just part of a packed three-day program with plenty to see and do. Catch up with old friends or make new ones as we celebrate the 100 years of organised amateur radio in Australia. On Saturday, the special program titled The WIA Centenary Through Word, Picture and Artefacts will be another highlight, with nine presenters each having an interesting topic. The full details are on the WIA website, wia.org.au, and were sent to members as an insert in this month's Amateur Radio magazine. The Saturday evening centenary dinner has local and overseas dignitaries in attendance and a planned special centenary amateur radio on the International Space Station contact with a local school. Sunday will include a live transmission of this VK1WIA news broadcast from the nation's capital, a public display of amateur radio, sightseeing and a barbecue in the park. On air right across the weekend from Canberra will be the special call sign VK100WIA that offers a collectible QSL card and contacts with it qualify for the WIA Centenary Award. The WIA Centenary Convention, which includes an excellent partners program, Happens on the last weekend in May in Canberra and it will be talked about for many years to come, so be part of it. Over 100 Amateur Radio New South Wales members attended the opening of the new premises at the VK2WI Dural site last Sunday. Three of the older members present cut the centenary birthday cake. Pierce Healy, VK2APQ, Bill Hall, VK2XT and David Thompson, VK2BDT. Amateur Radio New South Wales was pleased to welcome National WIA President Michael Owen, VK3KI, and Director Phil Waite, VK2ASD, to the opening. The centenary date on Thursday the 11th was observed by a small gathering at the site in the Sydney CBD of that meeting in 1910, from which has grown today's WIA. CSIRO and Australian company Safacom Semiconductor Proprietary Limited have signed an agreement to jointly develop a complete radio receiver on a chip measuring just 5mm by 5mm and this could eventually be used in mobile phones and other communication technologies. Trevor Tague, VK4BAT, has the details. The development of a low-cost, ultra-high bandwidth system on a chip device could also replace traditional receivers currently used in radio astronomy applications, many of which are about the size of a bar fridge. The chip's first test will be in CSIRO's Australian SKA Pathfinder, or ASCAP array, of 36 radio dishes that acts as a single telescope now under construction in Western Australia. It will be trialled in an innovative radio camera or phased array feed developed by CSIRO, which sits at the focal centre of each ASCAP dish to receive incoming cosmic radio waves. 
The development project is expected to take about two years to complete and will involve a number of stages of sub-component development and testing. I'm Trevor Tague, VK4BAT, for VK1WIA News. Intruder, PXX, Complex Pulse Position Modulation System. This is VK1WIA. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service, now heard on Echolink node VK3JED conference server or on IRLP node 9509 every Sunday at 10am and 7pm. This is Dom, VK2YDD. Hams across Australia, I'm Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey. VK1, the monthly general meeting is scheduled for Wednesday the 24th of March. And will be a presentation by Phil Clark, who is VK1PC, entitled Murphy's Law and Space Shuttle Voice Communications and other space communications info. The doors will be open at 7.30pm. VK2, Paul Howarth, VK2 Golf X-Ray, says the St George Amateur Radio Society are holding a movie night. 1997 Heard Island Expedition. This on the 7th of April, 1930 sharp. Venue has not been disclosed as yet, but free popcorn, jaffers, tea and coffee will be provided. The next Trash and Treasure at VK2 Whiskey India Dural will be next Sunday the 28th. Gates open at 9am for a 10am start. And the car boot sale at the Summerland Club Rooms, Sunday the 28th as well. The rooms are at 414 Richmond Road, Richmond Hill, east of Lismore. Get along, bring, sell, buy anything, not just radio stuff, anything. Admission $5 per car boot or stand. Customers are free. VK6 and with news from the West, here is VK6 POP. On Sunday, 14th of March, an estimated crowd of 150 people travelled from metropolitan Perth and from country locations as far away as Kalgoorlie to attend the official opening of the Neil Penfold State Amateur Radio Centre at Whiteman Park. The centre is the home of the Northern Corridor Radio Group. The Neil Penfold State Amateur Radio Centre was officially opened by Neil Penfold, VK6NE, himself. This magnificent amateur radio facility was built by club members over several years, providing the club with a world-class facility for contesting and other club activities. Contained within the building are two spacious air-conditioned operating shacks, each set up with first-class equipment. The facility also has a meeting room, toilet and shower, kitchen, a workshop, sleeping quarters and storage space. Outside is a formidable array of towers, masts and antennas, and a pleasant grassed recreation area. There is also a rather large diesel generator for standby power. The day was celebrated with a car boot sale, sausage sizzle, open house of the club rooms, a raffle and many face-to-face QSOs. The day was celebrated with a car boot sale, sausage sizzle, open house of the club rooms, a raffle and many face-to-face QSOs. The Wireless Institute of Australia was also there selling merchandise and call books. Congratulations to Northern Corridor Radio Group on realising their vision. VK7, a big greeting to everyone at the Meet the Voice barbecue at Ross today. Many in VK7 will be making their pilgrimage to that wonderful little Midlands town for a great day of socialising and meeting those amateurs in person. And see you there. 
April Hobart Reese presentation is a tour of the ABC TV and radio studios. Reese host will be Jim Parrish, technical manager at the ABC, and he will be taking us through the newly refurbished TV and radio studios. The move to digital technology has seen many changes in the studios and processes for bringing TV and radio to Tasmanians. This should be a fascinating tour and Reese a privilege to have Jim showing them through prior to his retirement from the ABC. Tour will be held on the 7th of April 2010 at 7.30pm and please be at the front door at 7.30 sharp. VK9, the VK9 Award. VK4TJF James Fleming, on behalf of sponsors Redcliffe and District Amateur Radio Club, tell us that this new non-WIA award is now operational. Contact each of the VK9 DXCC entities using any or all bands and all modes. The VK9 DXCC entities are Mellish Reef, Lord Howe Island, Norfolk Island, Christmas Island, Willis Island and the Cocos Keeling Island. Band and mode endorsements are available on request from the postal address in the text edition. And again, a note that this is not the Redcliffe Club's address, but James's home address to save time and manpower. Shortwave listeners are okay, though their applications must show the callsign of both stations heard. And for the VK1WIA News, I'm Justin, VK7 Tangled Whiskers. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Parts of earthquake hit Chile again shaken by severe aftershocks comes further news of the role of radio amateurs, including them being a highly sought-after reliable source of information. A television news report describes them as a collection of dedicated ham radio operators scattered across the country, proving to be an information lifeline during the devastating earthquake tsunami and its aftermath. Interviewed was RCCH Secretary Alexandro Yara, CE3JWF, and Director of SER, Servizio di Emergencia de Radio Aficionados, Rafael Riesco, CE3FFR. The Spanish-language report translated to English said they were on air within 10 to 15 minutes of the quake where possible. While telephones and the internet largely failed, many of the radio operators have backup power and were able to provide vital lines of communication picked up by National Radio Chile and rebroadcast, giving status of various affected areas. The report added that even where the internet still worked, gossip social networking pages could not be trusted, exaggerating and getting things wrong. The RCCH has also expressed its thanks to the world's radio amateurs for keeping emergency frequencies free during their nation's time of need. Changes to South African Radio Regulations It appears that the ICASA is ready to publish the draft radio regulations in the Government Gazette. As soon as the SARL receives a copy of the draft regulations, it will be posted on the SARL website at www.sarl.org.za. Public comment will be invited, which will be considered by the ACSA before the regulations will be finalised. Although the SARL requested that the organisation make input into the draft, the ICASA Council, charged with rewriting the updated regulations, decided that once the draft is published for comment, then that's the appropriate time for the SARL to make input. FCC reaffirms ROS only legal above 222 MHz. 
The FCC says that a new digital mode developed in Europe and being used worldwide is not legal for United States hams to transmit below 222 MHz. This because it uses frequency hopping technology, which the regulatory agency considers to be spread spectrum and bans hams from using ROS below that frequency. Section 97.305 is the rule that specifies where different emission types are allowed to be transmitted on different bands. ROS is viewed as spread spectrum, and the creator of the system describes it as that. We assume that he knows what he created. Section 97.305 authorizes spread spectrum emission types defined in Section 97.3 to be transmitted by FCC-licensed amateur stations only on the 222 to 225 MHz and higher frequency amateur bands. European telecommunication regulatory authorities may authorize amateur stations in Europe to use spread spectrum on high frequency bands, but this is of no concern to us. In other words, as far as the FCC is concerned, the ROS mode can only be used by the hams that it licenses on frequency bands above 222 MHz. And that's where it stands with the FCC as we go to air. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Frank Haas, KB4T, in Holly Hill, Florida. In its closing statement on the matter, the ARRL says that it supports experimentation and the advancing of technical skills of operators. But the League also reminds U.S. licensees that according to Section 97.307, spread spectrum communications are only permissible in the U.S. on frequencies above 222 MHz. As if this situation wasn't complicated enough, the creator of ROS, Juan José Alberto Nieto Ros, has announced the creation of a narrowband version of ROS that requires only 500 Hz to operate. He says that a technical description of this new version will be sent to the FCC with the aim of gaining the agency's approval for its use in the United States. Until then, the author says he will not make public any technical explanation about the mode. But here's where there may be a conflict. In his blog posting, he claims that if you are a U.S. citizen, that you are in your perfect right to experiment with this new digital mode until the FCC says otherwise. What he might not understand is that here in the United States, hams must abide by the FCC Part 97 rules currently in place, as well as any standing FCC declaration regarding the use of any mode. Also, that violating either could lead to anything, ranging from a warning letter to a notice of violation or even a monetary fine. So, while U.S. hams can sit all day and receive and decode using any version of ROS, they cannot transmit with it until they get the go-ahead from the FCC. Remembering the unit men. Hello, I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, with the latest in a series of brief looks at those who've made discoveries and have their names as units of measurement. The German physicist Heinrich Hertz made important contributions to mankind's knowledge of electromagnetism. During experiments in 1887 and 88, he proved the existence of radio waves that had been previously mathematically shown by James Clark Maxwell. Hertz used a spark cap across an inductor and a loop antenna to send a signal to a loop wire that also had a small gap. Reports of his work inspired Marconi, who recognised the commercial value of the discovery. Hertz was the one who demonstrated how radio waves travelled through the ether. They became rightly known as Hertzian waves. His original experiment was duplicated in many countries, much to the amazement of those who witnessed this scientific discovery and leading to the era of early wireless experimentation. In the ultimate recognition, by the 1970s, the term cycles per second as a measurement of frequency, kilocycles and megacycles, was replaced with a unit, hertz. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contact from today's news stories are to be found in print. 
when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Intruder, frequency shift keying, wide shift. This is VK1 WIA. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News. In Mildura, it can be heard on VK3 RMA 146.800 every Sunday at 9.30am. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline 2010. March 2021, WIA John Moyle Field Day this weekend. April 24, Harry Angel Memorial Sprint. April 30 to May 6, Westlake CQ Repeater Contest. May 8, VK Trans-Tasman 80m Phone. June 12, VK Trans-Tasman 160m Phone. June 12 and 13, Worked All VK Shires. June 19 and 20, Winter VHF UHF Field Day. July 10, Jack Files Contest. August 14 and 15, Remembrance Day Contest. International Marconi Day Awards Program. The 23rd International Marconi Day will take place on April 24th. Although not a contest, the awards can be attained if you pre-register for the event. Also, in order to qualify as an awards station, operations should take place from a site that either used Marconi equipment prior to his death in 1937 or from which Marconi carried out experiments during the same period. International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. A total of 100 registrations have been received so far at the website illw.net for this year's event on the weekend of the 21st and 22nd of August. It will be the 11th annual weekend run by Scotland's Air Radio Group, GM0AYR. The registrations to date are from 19 countries, with nearly half of the entries from Germany and Australia, who always strongly support this fun event. It's only early days and the organisers of the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, the Air Radio Group, are hopeful that with improved HF propagation, the record of 442 registrations set last year could be beaten. To register or check out the lighthouses already registered, visit the official website iwlw.net. Now up the road a piece from me is a little place called Inot Hot Springs. Good day listeners, I'm Dale, big A4 DMC from the Tablelands Radio and Electronics Club in far north Queensland. Reporting from Minute Hot Springs, located at Grid Square, Quebec Hotel, 22 Oscar, India, where this weekend we are taking part in the John Moyle Memorial Field Day contest. So far, we have made many contacts using our club call sign VK4WAT into most VK call areas and international stations being worked as well. Listen out for VK4WAT and say good day. Being St Paddy's Day week, a final reminder ending this month is EI2GBW Island Great Britain Ferry Celebrations. GB2EI Great Britain to Island Ferry Celebrations Iraq the Expedition A group of multinational ham radio operators are planning to operate from northern Iraq, Kurdistan and will be active between April the 2nd and the 12th. The team has received a 10-day visa issued by the Government of Kurdistan. French Ham Celebrate Convention of Human Rights On the air, F6FQK reports that members of the Council of Europe Radio Amateur Radio Club will be activists TP60CE between March the 12th to the 14th. This is to celebrate the 60th anniversary of the Convention of Human Rights. Operations will be on CW, SSB, PSK and the satellites. QSL via F5LGF. Now in operational news, VK4OD calls for your repeater input. Hello listeners, we are looking at updating the VKM website data for all the repeaters in VK Mainland and P29. 
I've been asked to obtain data from as many of the VK radio clubs and individuals who have repeaters under their control. I would ask that anyone listening please ask your committee persons to access the following links and that is http colon colon www.wiaq.com forward slash repeaters dot htm or dot html. Complete the data and return it to repeaters at vkham.com. Of course, the main and absolutely accurate side of repeaters remains our own listing, the same as in the callbook, at wia.org.au. From Uganda, 5X7JD will be on the air until May 25. QSL as directed on air. 5R8UI will be on the air from Madagascar until the end of the year. QSL IK4ZUI. Finally, in operational use, it's two awards. Centenary of Aviation Award. On March 18, 1910, Harry Houdini made the first power flight of an aircraft in Australia at Digestrist in Victoria. To commemorate the Centenary of Aviation in Australia, the Summary Amateur Radio Group, SARG, are offering the Centenary of Aviation Award. Available for all bands and all modes, including Echolink and RLP, the award is available for those who make five contacts with SARG members. Contact with the same number is permissible but on different days. Eligible contacts are to be made between 0 UTC March 14th to 0 UTC March 28th 2010. Further details on the award are available from Peter VK3TKK at email VK3TKK at yahoo.com.au. From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, where every pixel tells a story. VK7 SSTV Gateway. Work is in progress to relocate the SSTV gateway from the QTH of VK7AX to a repeater site at Gawler. The call sign of the gateway has also been changed to VK7RTV and subject to final interference and radio checks will become operational from the new site within the next few days where it's anticipated that the range of the repeater gateway will have increased significantly. The frequency of the gateway is 145.625 MHz simplex and to gateway your SSTV signals over the internet via other gateways worldwide, users need to operate with the FSKID button on. To use the gateway as a local repeater only, leave the FSKID button off. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Ham hears and records Mars Express flyby. From our good friends at AR Newsline, talk about a true accomplishment for ham radio. This, as the European Space Agency website reports, that a radio amateur was able to receive and record the Mars Express mission on its recent flyby from the Martian moon Phobos. Bertrand Pinnell, F5PL, from near Castle Nordry, France, used his 3.5-metre dish throughout the flyby to monitor the signals from Mars Express. And here's a sample of what he heard.
The recording of the tone of Mars Express shifts from high to low because at the time of the recording Mars Express was travelling away from the Earth with a speed of 39,000 kilometres per hour, accelerating as it went. This is the same Doppler effect as the sound of an ambulance siren changing as it passes you. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. The weekend of the 27th and 28th is a busy one for Weissen in Canberra. Two events are running, the Canberra two-day walk and on Saturday only, the BMSC Appliance Installation Stages Car Rally. The Car Rally is basically all taken care of, however Weissen are still a little short of people for the two-day walk on each day and are looking for an additional person for HQ on each day along with a couple of field stations. Now if you can help with either day of the walk, it would be appreciated. And you can contact Phil, VK1PL. Finally, the lowdown column, including precision beacon transmissions. Canadian Amateur Radio Access to 137 kHz. Industry Canada has approved access by Canadian radio amateurs to the low-frequency band 135.7 to 137.8 kHz, subject to certain conditions. The revised Canadian Table of Frequency Allocations, promulgated in December 2009 to incorporate changes arising from decisions taken at the World Radio Communication Conference, WRC 2007, permits amateur use on a secondary basis subject to footnote 5.67a. The footnote states, Stations in the amateur service using frequencies in the band 135.7 to 137.8 kHz shall not exceed a maximum radiated power of 1 watt EIRP and shall not cause harmful interference to stations of the Radio Navigation Service operating in countries listed in number 5.67 WRC07 Industry Canada has advised that Canadian radio amateurs may now use the band and that Schedule 1 of RB4 standards for the operation of stations in the amateur radio service will be amended in due course. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Intruder, AC3 Facts. This is VK1WIA. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it can be heard on VK5RAD on 147.000 at 9am. I'm Paul, VK5, Foxtrot, Papa Alpha Uniform. Rewind a look back at our history through the serialised written history by WAA Centenary Committee member Peter Wolfen and VK3RV with the assistance of others that has been published in the WAA Journal Amateur Radio Magazine. The Challenge of Interference From the very first meeting of like-minded people at the Hotel Australia on the 11th of March 1910, it was recognised that the representation was needed of all amateur experimenters to authorities. Licence fees and fair play were contentious matters discussed at that initial meeting. During 1913, major issues relating to interference experienced by official government stations almost resulted in the end of experimental stations, both here in Australia and New Zealand, where experimenters were closed down for some time. The newspapers of the day carried letters to the editor, echoing official concern. 
what is virtually a highway of public traffic is no place for private amusements. Walter King Witt, Secretary of the Wireless Institute of Victoria, had a lengthy letter to the editor published in the Melbourne Argus on the 16th of August in which he stated that experimenters had received notification from the Postmaster General's Department that unless interference issues were fixed, all experimenter licences would be withdrawn. The letter was also made known to the Council of the Wireless Institute of Victoria who would give every assistance to experimenters to overcome any difficulties. This was the era of spark gap transmissions and basic reception. Thankfully, closure, due to interference, did not eventuate, and there's little doubt that the concerted efforts by the Institute officers contributed greatly to the preservation of experimenters' privileges in this country. Thanks, Jim. That brings us to the end of WIA National News for another week. Quick look at the social scene and then we're out of here. March 21, which is, of course, today, it's Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross in VK7. April 345 in VK3, Midland Amateur Radio Club's Radio, Electronic and Astronomy Expo at the old fire station building in View Street in Bendigo. June 12, VK2, Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 35th Annual Field Day. July 17, VK3, the GGREC Hamfest start time of 10. August 1 in VK6, Northern Corridor Group's Hamfest at the Cyril Jackson Sports Centre, Ashfield. And October 29 to 31, VK100 WIA Westlake's Amateur Radio Club will be in use during our WIA centenary celebrations. And one last one, November 7 in VK5, the 2010 Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. That's in Rosa Street, Goodwood. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. Walk softly. In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.